Hi, I'm Steve Nahai, Reinvention Mentor at Sea of You, and welcome to the Big You Yonder mini-podcast, where I relate personal transformation to a different topic each episode. My goal is to keep these episodes short so that you have more time to digest the information and get back to your journey forward. Ugh, it's so hot outside. I I don't want to be inside. I'm bored. My mosquito bites itch. When's lunch? Hungry already. Can I have a snack? Why isn't there anything to eat in this house? Ah, remember those days when complaining marked a rite of passage, a sort of entryway into young adulthood? In a sense, complaints affirmed that we knew what we did and didn't want. They were a demonstration of power. Felt good. Boredom is no longer much of an issue for young people, what with their iPads and VR headsets. But this doesn't imply a shortage of complaints across all age brackets. This Wi-Fi is so slow, is one I've heard from my 13-year-old niece and 35-year-old friends alike. I'm sure you could tell where I'm going with this, at the very least, that this episode's theme is complaining. So why do we complain? Well, as I said, it feels good. Complaining is sometimes also referred to as venting, which denotes a release of anger that often weighs on us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Just ask your local masseuse. But all too often, complaining goes unchecked, runs rampant, stirred by polarized politics, endless streams of media, and day-to-day personal stress. We need to vent, don't we? Expel all that crap into the ether, let it evaporate, burn in the stratosphere. Turns out, it's incredibly unhealthy. According to neuroscience, the synapses in our brains create connections based on common patterns of thinking, and these connections grow closer and closer together to maximize their efficiency, which means that any pattern of complaining becomes stronger or becomes your default mode whenever you go to open your mouth. So powerful are our minds in these connections that negative thoughts or complaints will even begin to occur to us at random just walking down the street. I think of it like a grab bag. The mind is constantly humming, searching for something to chew on, and whatever's sitting in the top layers of that bag will likely get picked first. So if we complain, we think negatively, we become despondent and possibly worse if one is prone to depression. This rabbit hole only goes deeper. Like attracts like, which means that if you're inclined to complain, you're also liable to hang out with other complainers. You might have experienced this phenomenon at your local bar, where booze has a tendency to loosen inhibitions to the point of sparking full-on support groups. Conversely, if we seek out people who focus on other aspects of the life experience, drinkers or not, we can take a firm step towards rewiring our brains. Again, it's not just our brains at risk, but our bodies too. The stress caused from dwelling in the negative weakens our immune system, raises blood pressure, and increases our risk of all sorts of diseases. Cortisol is a stress hormone released whenever we experience, well, stress or a bad scenario. Complaining is akin to stress, and the stronger our synapses, or penchant for complaining, the more cortisol we release, and quite literally, chemically, we are becoming drunk on our complaints. 
it should be becoming clear now how complaining is related to personal transformation. Complaining is counterproductive to action, which is necessary for change. It's a dangerous habit precisely because it can feel like action, like we're doing something as we sit there and burn calories, yapping, arousing emotions, shaking our heads. Yes, I can't believe it. How could he? I hate it when so aggravating. And then... But this, in effect, makes us like cars without transmissions, revving our engines loudly without transferring power to the wheels. Therefore, in order to move forward on our journeys, it's smart to consider how we spend our energy or where any leaks might be. I'm certainly not invincible to the lore of protest. Just this morning, I made a list of everything I moaned about within the first few hours of the day. Number one, noise from construction work on our roof. This already within the first minute of lucidity. Two, my toast was not toasty enough. Three, my matcha didn't mix well, wasn't frothy enough. Four, Hummer that blared past on the street. Who still drives Hummers? Five, wasps circling my lunch. Six, politics. Seven, the air is too dry. My eyes itch. So there you have it, the tumbling snowball. This list I created was an exercise I'd like to pass on to you listeners. Make one for yourselves. See whether you too might have a cortisol addiction. Whether you're a compulsive complainer, or at least tending in that direction. It's nothing to be ashamed of, rather aware of. Because once you become aware, you can start to unwire those synapses by choosing to take conscious steps in the direction of, what, gratitude, knowledge, responsibility... Or how about focusing on your successes? Big or small, it's my belief that we can all list at least 10 successes per week, which is another activity I began to wean myself off the apathy wagon. Try it yourself. Even if took out the trash is first on your list, went for a run, wore earplugs to bed and blocked construction noise. Eventually, you'll find yourself writing didn't complain. Thanks for listening, and as always, check out seaofyou.com for more information on how you can get started on your personal transformation journey that explores the ocean of enthusiasm within. Godspeed. Godspeed.